Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. You're back fit and firing the NBL, NBA, NBA should I say. I'm all caught up in my NBL show from earlier in the week. The NBA has officially returned. Here to break it all down with me is Mr. Lee Hancock. Welcome back, pal. Thank you. And Mr. Roe Hancock. How are we going? The band's back together, boys. How's the week off, Lee? Good, good, good week off. Get recharged, up. recharged. Fit uh, and firing. We are, yes. A lot of action this week, wasn't there? So you had, to, you had to come in 110, didn't you? 110, 120, in fact. Good man, I love to hear that. How, how have you guys found the first week of NBA being back? Yeah, it's been flat out, hasn't it? We were oh. just discussing this before the pod, but goodness me, like the first week of the NBA season is always hectic. There's, you sort of... You're finding out who's going to be the, you know, real Absolutely. contending teams this year. A few breakout players, perhaps. Still early days, but um, you know, it's it's. Exciting. It's great to be back, Lee. Mm. Yourself, it's you, always, you loving it, mate. It's always pretty overwhelming at the start of the season, just because you don't get integrated with one, two games in. It's always like mm. 10, oh. 10 games a day, ten games. Oh, a day. was it day one? We had two games, yeah. and then it was what was it, fourteen or thirteen games? Yeah. Thirteen or fourteen games, and another two end. today. Mm. I tell you what, though, absolutely loving it. So we have a massive show in store for you today, guys. We're going to kind of break down some of the talking points that have come out of mm. the last couple of days of action, yep. uh, the game that we enjoyed the most, the player that's been the kind of the pick of them so far between us. Yep. Um, granted, as Lee said, it's only been a couple of days, mm. but uh, we'll jump to these early conclusions. Sounds right. good. Before we get into it, though, guys, a big shout out to the Spotlight Sports Network and the cover Hooking us up, not only here in Australia with the cover, but also in the US for the Spotlight Sports Network. So certainly appreciate everything they're both continuing to do. Guys, you may have seen earlier in the week, I kicked off our, our second episode a week, mm. our purely NBL-focused show. Had a hoot and a half doing that one. Um, so if you're an NBL fan, be sure to tune in. I'll be dropping that one next Monday night. I'll be going through my early season power rankings. Did you think you'd you'd get back to the solo episode so quickly? Um. I didn't. I, I didn't mind it, though, the NBA, like having a show purely focused on yeah, the NBA. Yeah, I quite no, enjoyed great, it. So uh, certainly looking forward to uh, to dropping another one next week. So mm. check that out, guys. Lovely. Let's get into it, though. Let's start on a somewhat somber note. Well, it's not somewhat somber. It is a somber note. It is somber. Um, news broke today that iconic NBA ref Tony Brown had officially passed away at the age of 55 um, mm-hmm. after a long and well-publicized battle with pancreatic cancer. Mm. Uh, he reffed over 1,100 games across two decades there, and um, with certainly not only to his family and friends, uh, but also the broader NBA community as a whole. Pass on our sincerest condolences. Oh, absolutely! And it, in the scheme of things, just so young as well. It, it is, isn't it? And it was. I saw a lot of comments and all the posts and whatever, and it's like you never really know what's around the corner, do you? No. No, Life comes no. and it goes very, very quickly. So, uh, how's that for a little, uh, little? kind of not truth bomb, but just uh, live every minute like it's your last. You always keep it real, Nick. <laughs> 100. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the kids say, isn't it? Keep it 100. Um, oh, dear. Lee. Yes. Leangelo Ball yeah. has a theme waved by the Hornets. Yeah. Now, this just kind of ties off the back. Last week we spoke about Roe uh, Lamello set to miss a couple mm. of weeks. Lonzo out on the sidelines as well. It just mm. kind of continues what... The pretty ordinary run for the Ball family, who looked on top of the world only a couple of months ago. That, they did. Do, do we reckon he'll get another gig at NBA level, though? You, you sort of got the feeling with the Charlotte Hornets that perhaps he got the gig because his brother was already there. I just don't know if he's that NBA quality. I mean, from what I've seen, he's a solid player, but is he 
you know, there's a difference between being a solid player and being NBA quality. I think the difference between the level below the NBA and then yep. jumping up to the NBA is just so huge and you get found out pretty quickly if you're not up to it. So you reckon he's a no-go? Um, not too sure at the moment. I think uh, when he got um, assigned to this Charlotte Hornets roster, I was thinking, oh, I don't know if that's – I don't know if I would have done that. Yeah. And I was just wondering at the time, it, was it because of LaMelo already being on the roster? But I'd love to see him back, but it also wasn't a surprise when he got waived. As our residents – Resident Hornets mm. fan Lee, what do you think of this? Do you think he'll do you think the Hornets made the right choice? Should they have stuck with him? Do you think he got the role in the first place because of Lamelo? Look, as soon as he missed that, as soon as he shot that air ball up, I was like, send him on, send him on. No, Get rid of it. Rose Ryan. You're a hard man though, aren't you? Yeah. You take no prisoners. I, I agree with Ryan saying, look, he'd <laughs> absolutely thrash us in a 1v3. He'd absolutely dominate us. Mm. Oh. But in terms of the NBA, he's just not that level. 1v3? He's, you heard D-Book crying about a double team. Imagine Leangelo getting triple teamed. No, I, I just don't think he's NBA caliber. I think he, from my perspective, he lacks obviously the skill abilities that Lamelo and Lonzo have, but also just the confidence. I, I think he's pretty low on the uh, on the old confidence ball. So no, I, I don't think he's going to get another gig. And if he does, it'll be because of his name, not because, it'll be because of his dad. I reckon the yeah. ultimate hype man, Lavar Ball. You haven't seen him in the news much much recently. No. That's ominous, actually. Oh, it is. Like when you haven't heard of LeVar Ball in the news for a couple of months. The calm before the storm. That's exactly what I was thinking. The Watch perfect out. storm he is indeed. Mm. Um, other news, a couple of injury points here. The Bucks will be without Pat Connaughton for three weeks after he suffered a right uh, a right calf strain. Mm-hmm. So, again, the Bucks will keep things afloat. They got a nice win over Philly earlier today. Um, but alongside Connaughton being out, they'll also Chris Middleton expected for a similar time frame after he continues to rehab after wrist surgery there. You just hope for the Bucks. Sorry to butt in No, quickly, no, no, but please. You, you just hope for the Bucks that these guys, it's okay them being out in the start of the regular season, but as we saw last year with Chris Middleton out um, throughout the course of the playoffs, you just hope that once the playoffs roll around and as we know, Milwaukee Bucks will be in the thick of it. Absolutely. You just hope that all their you know, key guys are there, including Middleton and Connington. We love, we love, we absolutely love here the Chris Middleton experience. Everything that it brings on the Ferris wheel there, yes. isn't it? Where it's where it stopped, nobody knows. No. But uh, he certainly is a valuable piece there for the Bucks. And just on the Bucks, what do you think? I'll, I'll go to you, Lee. Now, by Giannis, Middleton, Drew, Brooke, you know, these key cogs within the team, they're getting over 30 now. Mm. Certainly, you know, no signs of slowing down at the minute. Mm-hmm. Do you think they've still got another five to six-year window? Or do you that, think it's maybe a two to three? Look, the NBA is so rapid with uh, their trades and whatnot. I don't think uh, I don't think five to six is a realistic uh, mm-hmm. outlook, but I'd say three to four, sure. And I, like you said, 30 isn't young. but it's def- a new 20. It's not old <laughs> in the NBA either. I think you start worrying. I think you start worrying at that 34, 35. So, yeah, I think they have a good three. Four left. Yeah, Rose, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I'm probably in, in the same boat as Lee, to be honest with yep. you. Like, you look at teams even like the Phoenix Suns and their window has shut. Like, the, it is still open, but it is shutting very quickly oh. at the same time, particularly with CP getting older and DeAndre Ayton. Feels like they missed their chance. They, you know, over the last they, two years in particular, um, last year was the, the one that certainly got away, even before that against the Bucks the year prior. I it, think their yeah. championship window, and I think Chris Paul, as much as I hate to say it, we love him here. The NBA loves him, but I think the uh, the door might have shut. 
father time catching up with CP, you reckon? I think so. Mm. Yeah, no one can outrun him. Mm. Um, and a bit more injury news here on a team that might not be quite in the thick as much yep. uh, at the back end of the season. Uh, no doubt we'll touch on them a little more shortly. The Lakers will be without Dennis Schroeder for three to four weeks after undergoing surgery on his thumb. Mm -hmm. uh, likewise, Thomas Bryant expected for the same return time given they he underwent the same same surgery there. Not that that contributed a lot. I don't know how. I'll oh, get into that shortly. Oh, I think they might. Dude. Well, I would take them. I would take them right now. Oh, I gotta, you'd take anyone right now. We'll get into it later. Uh, the Mavs have signed Facundo. I love his name. Facundo, Facundo. Campazzo. Um, oh, after playing his trade tra with the Nuggets during the week, signed him. Um, will certainly add some much-needed ball handling to complement Luca there. Isn't mm. he fitting at the Mavs? I feel like Mavs is just a, a foreign destination team. Bring all the yeah, foreigners yeah, there. Bring Bobby back, I reckon. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm, I uh, think there's something in that, though. I think, like... like they have always been known for picking, picking up these, as well. yeah, yeah, these international players. Well, you look at the, in the most iconic franchise superstar there, yeah. Dirk, as well. Yep, hundred um, percent. There you go. Maybe we turn that into the old international team. Yeah. Who would be the? Uh, you'd need to get Giannis when you Jokic. Yeah. We spoke yeah. about this a few weeks ago, but the actual international talent, yeah, I think is at level or above the uh, the US oh, level at probably. the minute. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Excellent, lads. I've got a couple of contracts, contract extensions here. Mm. I'm going to pose them to you, and you're going to tell me which one you think is the best deal. Or if Go they surprise us. Okay. So the first one, the Rockets have signed Kevin Porter Jr. to a four-year, $82 million contract. Now, it's yep. quite a bizarre contract. Mm. Um, it's been done to give big upside to KPJ, yeah. um, but also protect the Rockets. Now, Essentially, the first year is all that's guaranteed mm -hmm. uh, for about $15 million. And then if the if the Rockets wish to keep him and so forth, that value will increase. Um, but they've got no obligation whatsoever. So they've really kind of mitigated any risk because we know he's kind of – he's had his troubles in the past. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll say that's the deal. Four-year, mm. $82 million. Okay, next. DeAndre Hunter with the Hawks has signed a four-year, $95 million contract. Goodness. Nasir Little – signed a four-year, $28 million contract with the Blazers. Now, if you can't quite remember him, he made huge strides with the Blazers last year mm. prior to suffering a season-ending shoulder injury. Uh, right. That was yeah. in January. Mm. Um, up until that point, he was averaging nearly 10 points a game, five and a half rebounds and assists to block a game. Um, so that one's four years, $28 million. Mm. And the last one out of these four, Brandon Clark, a four-year, $52 million extension with the Grizzlies, uh, last season, the power forward averaged 10.5 points, five rebounds, and a block a game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So four there, Kevin Porter Jr., DeAndre Hunter, Nasir Little, and Brandon Clark. What do you make of this? Go any route you want with it, Lee. I like uh, the one that stood out was KPJ. The KPJ, yeah. the Rockets. It proves that they found a mutual agreement yep. where, look, he's not going to stuff up and he's not going to have these behavioural uh, immature mm. issues, yep. and he's going to stick to playing basketball, and he's going to get paid what twenty mil a year, near twenty two, yeah, twenty two a year. Mm. Um, I like that. I like the direction they're going. He's obviously a vital cog uh, for the Houston Rockets. Perfectly aligned with that timeline. What they've got brewing there, Sengun, Jalen Green. I like the trust there. Jabari Smith. Yep. Both both have a level of trust, so I like I, that one. I think you almost had to do that if you're the Houston Rockets, though, given yep. as you were mentioning, Nick. Sort of the start to KPJ's career has been a little 
up and down and a little bit unpredictable just from a personality perspective and a maturity perspective as well. So Will, from all reports, the acquisition of Stephen Silas as head, as head coach mm. has been the big kind of turning factor. Yep. Um, there was an interview saying that, you know, he pretty much saved KPJ's life. Oh, um, right. so yeah, that's saying something, that's, um, you know, sorry to cut you off, but no, just to okay. give a little more kind of clarity he, on that. Yeah. He was a free agent for a long time after that Cavs in- incident with his girlfriend in the car and the gun and whatnot. Yeah, he was, was a free agent. Well, like, is he going to be in the league this 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 time in a couple of weeks? You know? It's good that he's got another opportunity, mm. and we've seen the, the the absolute flashes he's had. Yeah. Um. I for me for these contracts, I think DeAndre Hunter. That was overs, right? Big, big overs. Yeah, huge, far huge overs. That's nearly you know twenty four million a year. He's not really shown or proven anything within the league. Um, I think the Hawks have gone well and above there. Like, yeah, um, what is he, a wing? Uh, like a kind of 3 and D. 3 and D kind yeah. of. Like, I'm sure you Who can find Who hasn't really someone. shown much 3 or much D thus far. They're mm. relying on him heavily. And yeah. I feel like you do need – he does – That's a ex- high-caliber player you're getting for $25 exactly. million. Yeah. Even with the upcoming, um, you know, increase in the cap. The uh, the bargaining agreement there that I think still overs. Well, where does he sit in the, sit in the pecking order? Because we know we've got Trey Young and Dejounte Murray taking up that one A one B spot. Yep. Bogdanovich, Johnny Collins, Bogdanovich. Yeah. Um, you I could guess argue, Clint Capella still on Congo. Depends how you how you see it. I I certainly don't think he's in their top three or four players. And for a guy on twenty five million, that's where you'd want him. I think that goes. I think it sort of speaks to where we're heading with the NBA and I guess where we already are with the NBA and the, you know, payments. The NBA teams are just throwing around money these days to lock down these guys. Even like DeAndre Hunter, who's pr- probably a role player and you can't be paying him 95. What is it? 95, 95 over a four-year four contract. That's absurd. absurd. Yet I Jeez. think the deal for Nasir Little, mm. uh, four years, $28 million, so $7 million a year. I think that is fantastic for the Blazers. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great for him, um, you know, especially after coming off the back of a pretty severe injury there mm. to still get paid well. You know, certainly it's not going to it's not going to break any records paid well, but it also um, gives the Blazers flexibility to see what for they've sure. got in him for a couple more years. And then, you know, how things play out, offer him a little more dosh. So seems like a lifetime ago that we saw Nasir Little out there and he was January's. actually performing really well before he went down with that injury. Well, and I guess just lastly, that Brandon Clark one, because it's the only one that we haven't really touched, touched on, on too much. much. I think it's good for the Grizzlies, particularly given they're a young up-and-coming group, to yep. lock in these core guys <laughs> so they have a bit of stability going forward. That's key, isn't it? And, and that's what they've done the last few years built, haven't they? They have, yeah, 100%. So I'm really happy with that one. And I think as time progresses, hopefully they start to lock in a few more of these core guys because they could be anything over the next five to ten. Those last three as well, I think you're paying them to as the glue. You're not paying them um, on an individual level, if you know what I mean. They're kind of the glue that puts it all together. In saying yep. that, DeAndre Hunter is a $94 million glue. I'll tell you that. <laughs> some bloody good glue. That's some really good glue there. Far out. Well, I'll, I'll move ahead to kind of in a different block. Wow. Um, the Warriors. Okay. Now, what this week in general? Uh, their their extensions. Now, Jordan Poole during the week, he got a a four year, one hundred and forty million dollar extension. Oh, goodness. Well, it's it's, it's really one hundred and twenty three million with incentives. Will go up to one hundred and forty million. Um, Andrew Wiggins is also tied up for a further four years. He, he got offered one hundred nine million. So, Paul, four years, 140 million with those incentives. 
Wiggins, four years, 109 million. Took a bit of a pay cut there. No, Dre. Um, now, this is the thing. Their, their luxury tax bill mm. in 2023, 2024, have a guess how much it's going to be. Uh, just gee. say a number. Just say oh, any no. number you want. <sighs> you just say. I don't know. Number. I honestly don't know. Well, it's going to be more than three times the previous highest tax bill in NBA history. It's going to be $483 million their tax bill. Goodness me! Holy how's shit! That, so how's that going to work next? I year? tell you what, Joe, Joe Lacob's got—he's uh, got some work to do. Well, he's he? got some work to office. do. Um, highest tax bill in league history by a country mile. Um, you know they're not shy on splashing cash, but that being <laughs> said, there's a limit to what you can do. Really, there is. Um, and yep. it kind of—I saw the analogy during the week. Kind of feels like musical chairs. The music stopped, and Trey is the only guy without a seat. Yeah. Um, yep. It goes back to this question we were talking about last week. Yep. Is Draymond on the way out of Golden State? Did, well, let's let's come back on that mm. from last week. Mm. With this news now, with Paul Wiggins getting big extensions, um, what do you reckon? Has this given you a little more clarity on that situation, right? Well, I think the one – well, we were discussing last week, weren't we? Would you rather keep Jordan Poole or Draymond Green? And I think they've put all their eggs in the basket with Jordan Poole. And yep. I think – particularly after his season last year, we knew that Jordan Poole was going to get paid. So it's well-deserved. And I guess... Got paid more than Tyler Hero as well. Do you Tyler. think he's... If you had to uh, just just off the top of the dome, mm. Hero or Poole, who would you take? Well, I've got Hero as my sixth man of the year this year. And he started the other day. Yeah, I know. What's going on with that? Yes. I don't know if we should touch on that too much. But, um, yeah, it, they're 1A and 1B in terms of, like, six men of the year. And I'm yeah. really high on paying these six men of the year. Can, um guys their dues because they're so important coming off the bench and you know leading that second unit you you pay them what they what they're worth mm. lee how mm. do you find this one do you think that's the end of uh ray mondo green in the <laughs> uh, in the bay area at first glance you'd have to say because where where's the rest of their money coming from you know um just, i just go pluck it from the tree outside <laughs> i think that's what they've been doing the last couple I, of years i just mm. didn't think these contract extensions you knew it was between those three i didn't know that come this early in the season where one game in i thought you'd be looking more at least quarter to halfway well, i know there the was season. a deadline the other day on the uh on the monday um I think was that for the third or fourth year players or something of the kind. So there was yeah, a there was a deadline in place mm. there. I, um, I just don't know how big of a impact that punch had on on their contract extensions. I yeah. get, well, I think punch or not, I think regardless, they're going to have to shake things up next absolutely. season. And does that mean young young blokes like Moody and mm. Wiseman to a certain extent and Kaminga? Mm -hmm. Like, where does their future sit? With the, uh, with the Golden State Warriors, because if I was the Golden State Warriors, I'd be locking down. Well, they're in a really tricky position because you want to lock down the established stars that they have, obviously, but their next group of stars, you need to start thinking about locking down and you know getting these contracts in order. I, I, th I think they're in an interesting phase. I'm not sure mm -hmm. how long Clay and Steph have left on their contracts. By the time you've got to probably pay the Wisemans, Moody's and Kamingas, they're going to be either just about up or mm. um you know looking to maybe jet off you know steph mentioned anywhere else would be the hornets for mm. maybe a season so mm. Mm. i think they're in a really good position at the minute um but i think there's certainly going to be a change coming with uh dream on there yep i'm with you lads let's move ahead Daily dribble. as i said as we said the whole the whole premise of this week's show mm. has been the start of the nba season mm. and mm. 
been um, flat out. What a start it's been. Oh, mate. There is no rest for the wicked. We kicked off, uh, what's today? Today is Friday. So we kicked off on Wednesday, mm. didn't we? Mm. God, it's, it's been an absolute blur. Kicked off on Wednesday here in Australia with two cracking games. Game one, the Beantown boys defeated the 76ers 126 to 117. Uh, huge performances there from Jalen Brown, 35 points, three rebounds, two steals. Tatum, 35 points, 12 rebounds, four assists. Big. Went 13 of 20 from the, from the field there. Efficient. Uh, Joel Embiid, 26 points, 15 rebounds, five assists. And James Harden, 35 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and went 12 of 12 from the line. Now, things were looking pretty good for the Celtics early. Mm. Billy roared back there. Um, but it was in that kind of that third quarter that they started to kind of flex some muscle. They did, um, yep. And they kind of put it out of reach. They tried to rally a little in the fourth, Billy, but for all intents and purposes, it was kind of over. What did you, Roy, as our Celtics fan, what did you make of this game? Oh, I was really impressed. Um, particularly, I, I guess we, we know what we're going to get from Jalen Brown and, and um, Jason Tatum on most nights, and it was really good to see them get off to a good start. But you're... As a Celtics fan, I was a little bit concerned about how the big man stocks would would pair up against um, so glad Joel Embiid, and Grant Williams off the bench was really really solid, particularly given that Al Horford was in foul trouble very early in this game. He got and two very early. He he was, and he so Grant Williams as a result had to, had to stand up in in that situation, which was really pleasing to see from a Celtics perspective because it showed that even when we were down two of our premier big men, I say premier, like, you know, from our perspective, yes. um, that was really pleasing to see. And I, the other player I was really happy with on the night was Malcolm Brogdon mm, as yes, a new, new addition. Mr. President Lee. Mr. President. And he's probably going to be one of these guys, I think we'll mention him before the season started, that will be in six-man-of-the-year contention because he is a starting-caliber point guard. Mm-hmm. So on any given night, he'll be coming up against probably a guy who's lesser in quality, skill, and anything, experience. anything as a Lakers fan to have him yeah, as our starting point guard. Yeah. I would He would just fit so, so well with what we're doing. Yep. Um, I, I like that point, as you said, about the big men. Latest reports during the week came out that are saying that we're not expected to see Williams back to the second half of the season. Yeah. So yep. it's been even further extended. Um, but, you know, Horford, Blake Griffin, a little shout out to Gilly DeSouza, my main man, Gilly. I was talking mm. to him as this game was going on the other day. Yep. And we, I said to him, I was like, oh, shit, Horford's got two early ones. Look mm. out. And I was like, Noah Vonley is about to be eaten here. And he goes, he sent back. I actually played with him in, uh, in college. <laughs> um, Subtle flex he, by him. I played with him in college. Um, he is solid. He'll do all right. But, yep. yeah, watch out. And I was like, oh, this could be a bit of a, a smacking here. But they, they held up well. And I think especially with that news about Williams now, you need these guys. Even Blake Griffin, if they go small mm. ball five, Williams, Vonley, um, you know, showing that they can actually keep things afloat. Mm. And that's all they've got to do. They don't need to be huge offensive output type no, scorers. You've got Brown, Tatum, Smart, Derek White, Brogdon, who can do that. Um, so that was pleasing to see. Lee, did you? What were your takeaways from this one? No one's talked about James Harden yet. Hey, good. No, I think we've got to. Please do. God, it. he looks like his old self, and then some, and then some. He so looks, happy to see it. I reckon this this year could be. Oh, here we go. Could be. Hold on. I don't say know it. the word because I think I think the word would be most efficient we've we've ever seen 
James Harden. I don't think he's going to be the highest volume scorer he's been because that was him in Houston. But I think this year he'll be the most valuable and efficient he's ever been so um, you, you, for him and his teammates and the Philadelphia 76ers as an organisation. If you were to look at an MVP chart, they're not saying he's going to win it, unless you are saying that. <laughs> not yet. Not yet? Not yet. If you were Hard to off. predict at the end of the season then, would you do you think Harden or Embiid will finish higher up those standings? I think it's very... Because uh, they're probably going to cannibalise each other a little mm, bit. It's very dependent so. on how the coaches play, play the team in general um you can either play iso heavy and play harden and then he if they did that for the rest of the season mm-hmm. granted he doesn't slow down he'd obviously be that guy yep same with joel Embiid. they could go the joel Embiid route and he would be that guy to me i think you're probably looking at the joel Embiid side because he's a bit more reliable mm. so yeah down philly, the philly fans out there though would be stoked to see he went 12 or 12 from the line the fact that he got to the line for 12 free throws Shows how aggressive he was. He was, as you said, very reminiscent of his Houston days. Just willing to attack, to drive, and to draw contact. Um, not passive, and not he wasn't hesitant yeah. at all, like we've seen uh, past couple of seasons. And despite the loss, and you know, it, it went down by two points today to the Bucks as well. So they're zipping two. Mm. Yet again today, he was aggressive. Mm. Um, so I would take a lot of confidence out of that. Um, Embiid struggled a little bit, yeah, but. Um, I just jump back on the Celtics, Ro, Without your kind of your green coloured glasses on there. Oh no! It's only one game, but could Jason Tatum finish top three in MVP voting? Um, it's sort of the same story, I think, with the James Harden, Joel Embiid. I think he and Jalen Brown will take votes away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be in contention for sure, but you know, I think there's probably guys ahead of him. Yep. Um, I'd love to see it though. I'd love to so, see it. He, he would he have loads. to. Yeah, I reckon he'd have to average thirty-two to thirty-three, and the Celtics finish top two in the East. Oh, it's not outside the realm. It's not, is it? No, I guess it's not. He, he looked good. Yeah, he looked money. Both of them did. Both yeah. of them did. Yep. They had runs. They did, and that's good, isn't it? When mm. they, when one's cooking, the other knows to keep just ticking over. That. And I think yep. that's kind of that maturity that they've started to show more so over the last 12 months. Yeah, I agree. Where it was kind of tip for tap before they know when someone's on a heater, let it run out. So just quickly, I back I, I know we're going back and forth, which tends to be how the show goes, but it's good. Um keeps everyone on their tongues. What do you reckon first first few games James Harden's averaging 33. Joel Embiid's probably been a bit down on his usual output over the last, first few games. Yep. Who's averaging more points this year? James Harden Joel Embiid. Um, great question. I'll say. I'll say. I'll go. Yeah, I'll take the it. reins. I'll, I'll go, Jojo, just because James Harden has that facilitator aspect to his game as well, which I think in more games than probably not, he's gonna he's gonna feel that facilitator role. Maybe let Maxi score a bit more and let Jojo score a bit mm-hmm. more, which I want. Which is why I think uh, I see you didn't judge Tobias Harris there. <laughs> Toby oh, Harris. I love Tob. I've yeah. got him in my fantasy. Uh, well, I'm going to say again, as I just mentioned, with your green coloured glasses on there, right? Yeah, I'll, yep. I'll say, um, I'm going to say Harden two games mm. just for the pure fact that I love how aggressive he looks. Mm. Yeah. I love how aggressive he's been, and I really hope it continues because we kind of forget he's one of the greatest scorers in basketball history. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. You don't just mm. lose that overnight. I know, exactly. And I, as you said, his, his passing certainly has always been a key cog, cog of his game. Mm. He probably got overlooked a little bit when he was scoring 30-plus points 
Yeah, season. we took it for granted. Um, but I, I see him big things. I think I'm with you, to be honest with you, and I think it's the first season in maybe two or three seasons that there's been this much stability for him. Yep. Over the past few seasons, he's gone from the Rockets to the Nets and then half the season with the, with the 76ers. And this year, he's they're on a mission, the 76ers. I don't know how what it will translate into, but I know that James Harden, I'm predicting him to be around the 30-point game mark, even with Joel Embiid in that team, who won't be far behind. Had him the number one seed, zero on tip. A zero and two. It's not a uh, not a great start. Did, but did we see James Harden break? I can't remember. He broke someone's ankle on the three point line. Did a little shimmy. Bricked it and just yeah. missed it. Absolutely. You don't see that you can't. You can't do that. He did the shimmy. That's all I was about to say. Do. Whenever you see them do that, nine times out of ten they hit it. But when they miss and they don't even get rim, God, it, it looks ugly. Yeah, it does. It looks out. so ugly. Oh, that was J-H, killer. H, come on. He, he thought that was in the bag, didn't he? Well, let's push ahead. We've still got a bit to get to, lads. Mm. Push ahead. I don't want to touch on this one for too long. It just makes me sad. Uh, Ring night for the reigning champs. The Golden State Warriors beat the Los Angeles Lakers 123 to 109. Uh, The champs, I tell you what, they started to flex some muscle in the back end of the second quarter. And from that point, really put the foot down and put it out of reach. There was a somewhat, you know, tentative little rally from the Lakers in the fourth, but it it was over. Um, Curry... 33 points, six rebounds, seven assists, four steals. The King LeBron had 31 points, 15 rebounds, and eight assists. Stop it. Great for you there, Lee. Good my fantasy. Good yeah, you love you love that. Um, takeaways for me on this one. Now, this kind of follows on even more so after their loss again to the Clippers mm. earlier today. Uh, yeah. Um, so zero and two, not a place you want to find yourself. But I've got real reservations about how good this team can be. Um, I had higher, I had somewhat high hopes, mm. but they've quickly been extinguished just after seeing how bad they were. Um, I'll touch a little more in that Clippers game shortly, just regarding the takeaway there. But um, everything hinges on LeBron. It mm. is LeBron or bust. Um, God, they just make you go. Oh, just there's, there's no a other big sigh, a big sigh, and I know, like I don't. I don't want to jump on this too much because every media outlet is, but I feel like we just have to talk. And I know Russell Westbrook, from a statistical point of view in this first game, was actually quite solid. He had 19 and 11. But he's just not working with this Lakers team as he should be. Okay, well, let's tie it in with the Clippers game today then, shall we? Is that your your game of the week? Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, you you were... You're hyping it up like, why'd you like, we'll talk about it. No, well, we'll tie it in just because I want to talk about the Russell Westbrook point. So I might tie it in. Uh, They went down 103 to 97 today. Mm. Now, this ties in with the the point of the Lakers looking bad. In this game, okay, Uh there's that big sigh. Russell Westbrook went 0 of 11 from the field, 0 of 6 from 3. Pat Bev went 1 of 7 from the field, 0 uh, one of six from three. Mm. Kendrick Nunn, zero of seven from the field, zero of four from three. None of Those seven. Those three players combined going one of 25 from the field. <laughs> one of 25 from the field. Are you kidding me? Yeah, four, that's four disgusting. Four percent from crazy. the field, one of 16 from three. Four percent from the field for three of your bigger players. Oh, it's absolutely inexcusable. So that just gives more weight to the fact like I am – 
you know, as I said, everything hinges on LeBron. AD has mm. been real solid the last couple of games. He's been good. He's been, he has been good. He has been. Um, he's, he's been everywhere. When, whenever I've watched him, he's been everywhere on the offensive end and the defensive end. He's been good. But just on your point there, Ron, mm. the Westbrook point, so... It's not entirely his it's fault. It's not, but no. zero of 11, come on, man. Yeah, that, that you need to take some accountability. Come on, but, man. And, and yeah. zero of six from three. Mate, you're not a th- If you miss the first three or four. Okay, who else, is, who else is going to put them up, though? Give them to LeBron. What? I Give them to Lonnie Walker. Yeah, Lonnie yeah, Walker. Lonnie. Good, 26, yeah. was it, he had today? Yeah. Give them to him. He Give it to... I can't. No, there's Matt no Ryan. other. Than that. No, Ryan. don't give it a Matty. He's doing DoorDash. DoorDash. It, yeah. Even when they're two or three points down, the Lakers, they're just you can just tell so they're bad. They're not in control at all. Oh, Lebron, so I loved how Lebron said it as well. He he said we don't have any shooters. We've got no lasers on our team, and that's what you need for a Lebron-led team. Mm. Mm. Let just all you need is shooters around him. Sorry, but in this day and age, you need shooters on your team. And you can't you can't go anywhere without they have it's it's generous to say LeBron's a shooter LeBron yeah you're one of the greatest of all time but no he's, but that's that's why you put shooters around him yeah exactly I haven't got it it's at this point if you're the Lakers even though I don't think Indiana would do it you almost just want to do a straight swap for someone like a Buddy Hield who you know is going to knock the lights out from do do the package what was it Westbrook and oh we got rid of THT didn't we Westbrook. That first round pick in 2027 and mm, Matty Ryan and someone else bring in Turner, bring in um, Bud. Bud. Yeah. There you go. Getting Make creative. it happen. Yeah. But uh, just back on that point. So, as I said before, Westbrook or Brogdon, God damn it. Take take what, Brog every day of the oh, week. What would I give for in Brogdon right now? Smoke yeah. and pose. Um, and they signed Rob Palenka on for another like four or five years. Jeez, I think he yeah. signed himself up to me. Isn't, isn't it crazy to think two years ago? Champs, mm. city of city of champions. Had a good team around LeBron and AD. You did, and it's just gone up in smoke real quickly. I think I saw a meme, or I don't even know if it was a meme. It might have been a tweet throughout the week about that. Like you look at the Lakers after they won the championship, and they more or less blew it up. They did, they and got then you look it. at Golden State, and they more or less kept the same core group of players. And look not where been it's gotten. spoken about enough of their depth either. I know we've mm. spoken quite a bit about the Clippers and Celtics, yep. their depth in particular. Um, Granted, I know Danilo's Gallinari's gone down, Rob Williams, but their depth, mm. as with as with the Clippers there. But the Warriors, I think, their depth's been slept on. Yeah, um, it is. Like they are, especially now, all a year older, the Moody's, the Wiseman's, the Kamingas, they are super, super solid. So uh yeah, wasn't surprised to see them wax wax the Lakers there. No, me too. Right. And and Clay just quickly played yeah, restricted no minutes as well. 19 minutes goes back to that point about depth. They've got players who can come off the bench and make it almost seamless. That's it. Well, we'll truck along because we've still got a bit to go. Let's go to our game of the week, fellas. Uh, Lee, you might want to kick us off here. Let me get my notes. You get your notes up, pal. My game of the week was uh, two teams who on paper, and if they want I think we might have the same game. Okay. If they weren't versing each other, you'd probably be like, you'd be sleeping. All right? Probably. But my, my one this week was Detroit versus Orlando. There you go. Put it there. Is that yours? Yeah. Yeah, this was a much-watched game with both these teams, both in a kind of similar rebuilding stages. Probably Detroit maybe a year ahead of the, the Orlando Magic, but similar. Mm-hmm. Number one pick versus number one pick of uh, the mm-hmm. last year, Cade versus uh, Bancaro. And, geez, was Bancaro good for his oh. debut. Oh. 
He went 27 on 63% shooting, nine rebounds, five assists, and two blocks. Um, and if it weren't for... His first game in the league. How yeah, comfortable for, did he look? He looked like he was a veteran. First game in the league. First game in the league, and he absolutely blew it up. Uh, they did go down. Do you have the score, Nick? I do. It was 113 to 109 there. Uh, they, I tell you what, the Magic started like a house on fire, mm. led by as many as 15 yeah. early on, and it looked like they could uh, put a, put on a bit of a clinic. Um, Detroit got themselves back into it in the second quarter, got out to an 11-point lead in the third mm. before the Magic rallied and kind of turned it into a real arm wrestle down the stretch there. Mm. Um yeah, it was a phenomenal game, though. Yeah, if Cole, like, they had Cole Anthony out, they had uh, Wagner, they had, like, Gary Harris, and they Suggs had... Suggs out late, which hurt them. He had a phenomenal yeah. game, 21 points, three assists, two steals. Fultz out as well. So if they weren't out, look, Orlando pr- probably would have gotten on top. But, geez, Detroit was good as well. Looked good. Ivy put up 19 on 53% for his debut game. Three rebounds, four assists, three steals to go with those 19 points. Kate had a 18-point double-double. Yep. Jalen Duran, he came out with a double-double off the bench. Didn't play heaps of minutes either. And uh, knock it off with Beef Stew's uh, three to win the game. <laughs> I loved it. Stew. Great game to watch. I t- I'm with you there. I thought it was a great game to watch. And I thought it was so fun. I loved seeing two up-and-coming teams who are, for the last couple of years, have not been that exciting. No. no really, really have not been exciting no. at all. Um, and just the calibre of players that is not only now, mm. but for the next five to ten years. Um, on the Bencaro point, God damn. He, he, he proved why he went number one. I, I remember going into the draft, I was like, geez, him number one. I thought six to 12 months ago, shit was a lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. He He's a man. He's not like a boy coming out of college. He's a man. He's he solid. built, mm, big mm. boy. Hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm super... I don't think either of them are going to make too much noise in the East just because it is as deep as it has been. But you're not expecting them to no, either, are they? No, really? that's it, but they are going to be fun to watch. Did you pick Paolo up in, in draft? I did. Oh, yeah. dearie yeah. me. I you picked took him a, quite early as well, I think. Took a gamble and it, it looks like it's paid, paid off. off. So game, Sorry, game one in the books. Yeah. But uh, back, back on those, those um, I know, we're back on those Pistons, uh, you know, two young guys in Ivy and Duran, I think they've, Struck gold with those yeah. two blokes. Those they they look like they're going to be really key contributors going forward for the Pistons, and I think they're probably one of the really most exciting teams to watch this this season. Just given the fact that they're they've got really got nothing to lose, do they? Because if they have an awful season, they're right in contention for big boy Vic. But if not, oh, imagine then him on that team. If not, not then you know I think there's good signs to come for the Pistons. That's for sure. I, I tell you what, on the Pistons, sorry, I was just wanted to get the stats here because I thought he was phenomenal. Mm. The acquisition of Bogdanovich. Oh, he's been oh, great. He, he was, was huge. Great. Now he started pretty slow. He was it, so out of he was so out of uh, out of character, out of the blue. He, he didn't fit in. He doesn't. He does not. <laughs> I thought that as well. Twenty four <laughs> points he finished with. Yeah. 24 points when six of 10 from deep and just really steadied the ship and kept kept things ticking over. He, that's exactly right. He's like, he's he did steady the ship and he's like, her, as Lee was saying before, he didn't seem like he fit in. He's like the, this real mature, like, <laughs> with all these seasoned young, head young with, whippersnappers. Yeah, with the whippersnappers. It looked out like a sore funny. thumb. Yeah, it did. It did. It well, did. there's our game of the week done, yeah, Lee. Killed two birds with one stone. A little, little double, double combo there, a little double points. Comb. I yeah. mean, I mean that probably would have been mine as well. But uh, to mix things up, I was about to say I'm glad we didn't all have the same game. Nah, where'd well, you go? 
Well, I actually really like the Bucks 76ers game today, yeah. to be honest with you. And Excellent. the 76ers, in, in the end, it was the Bucks 90 defeating the 76 88. But the 76ers came back late in that game. They, they I think their first lead was they scored the first bucket of the game as 2 0. And after that, it looked like the Bucks are sort of in control for the majority of the game. But for them to come back and surge back and be in contention come the end of the game, um, it was it was really solid. Um, and I really, as we were mentioning before with James Harden, I really am excited to see what he can achieve yeah. this season because he looks like he honestly looks like a man on the mission. On a mission, we Hungry. We, we saw when he slimmed down because not you for know, his normal chicken wings, not for his normal chicken <laughs> wings. You know, he looked like Rick Ross last season, and then this season he looks like he's he could do anything. Could be an MVP contention. Look um, But you, you know, two heavyweights in the East, and you thought it was always going to be a really good game on the way, and it resulted in that. And Philly were probably quite stiff to not win that one in the end because they certainly had their opportunities in the last quarter in the in the dying stages. They but bricked a lot there, didn't they? They did brick a few, but um, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks are another seasoned team who. Will be difficult to beat for any team throughout big, the course of the regular season. Big win for them, as we yeah. said, without Middleton, without Connaughton, um, with our, in, our, in yeah. his underdogs there. Shows character, doesn't it? I'll tell you who was giving him a chance to win. Drew Holiday was. Went mm. two from fifteen from the field, mm. zero of <laughs> six from three. Just for my fantasy team, trying to pick up someone consistent that you know gives you hard good... work and do it. You know you're going to get points solid. He's not going to you know light it up. No, but you know what you're but he's going to have a good field goal percentage. Not. This game, and I thought with Middleton out, perhaps he might step up a bit like he somewhat did in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, not this time around for you, buddy. No, was disappointed to say the least. Well, to <laughs> say the least. There you go. I tell you, and as we said, you're a hard man. He could be well on the chop another mm, game or two like that. No, no. You're not going to offer him in a couple of trade packages this I've week? done that too often where at the start of you're the pan- league. Panic stations. Yeah, panic station, drop yeah. him. Rose dropped off. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah, I did drop Horf. So you dro- dropped Horf and got in Zubac. And uh, no, I got, yeah. So I dropped Horf and got Kevin Porter Jr. in. Oh, yes. And then dropped Capella and got in, yeah, Big Zuby, who Zuby looks Zuby like Zuby. he's Quite going to Quite good off be... the, uh, the waivers there. Good pickups. Yeah, for you, you got, got to be active. Got to be active. Can I just touch on someone, though, quickly who's not an NBA player who I've really loved watching over the first three, three nights? Absolutely. Kevin Harlan. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you've listened to the games that he's commentated so far this year, but I feel like he's coming out with a bit hot. more. Yeah, he's, he's re-energized. He, he, he yeah. really is. He, he is. He's coming out very hot. He's coming out with so much enthusiasm on every single play. He makes NBA games so much better to watch when he's commentating those games. Unsung heroes, you love mm. oh, Good, good shout-out. Sometimes mm. I think he's, it's uh, deserved. He's, you know, certain people don't get enough credit for what they do. So yeah. nice to shine a light there, bro. Yeah, I, I thought so. You're, you're on a bit of a roll at the minute. You should uh, kick us off with the uh, your player of the week. God damn it, we're all going to have the same one, aren't we? No, we're maybe not. not. I can guarantee. You. Uh, it's a guy that I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Oh, that's okay then. JH, I think, even though the results haven't been coming in, I've really loved to see what he's done over the first few games. And you know, we had question marks over the off season and and late last season as well as to whether he would actually bounce back to become mm. that dominant, you know, scoring machine that he was once upon a time, particularly when he was playing for Houston. And I think it's only been two games, but it looks like he's going to be probably their main guy from a scoring perspective, I, I'm predicting. so. Even though uh, he's pricked it, you know it's a good sign when he's got the shimmy and shade. No, yes. Forget about where the shot went. It's all about don't, the confidence. Don't worry about that. But yes. That confidence, you love to see that. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, really, really excited to see what he can <laughs> do this season. 
Such a funny play, though. <laughs> Such a funny play. Absolutely. Who did he floor? Who was it? I can't remember, but he sent him flying. I think he pretty much went out of the camera shot, didn't he? Who did they verse? The Celtics there. Pretty much sent him out of the camera shot. Yeah, I can't remember. Unbelievable scenes. Yeah. Uh, you got to knock it down, though, Big Bang. Come on, JH. You got to knock Who's it down. Who's your POW? Um, I've got oh, DeMar DeRozan. Acronyms. Yeah. DeMar, yeah, it took me a minute there. In your fantasy, of course you pick him. Did I get him? Yeah, you did. I've been thrashing me all week. Did I did you too. Get him. Yes, of course oh, I did. God. Of course oh, I did. Shit. Back with Demar. I got him last year too. Um, they beat the Heat. The Bulls beat the Heat one sixteen to one oh eight the other day. Did it without Zach Levine. Lonzo's still on the sidelines mm. as well. Mm. What a phenomenal game he had. He had thirty seven points, six rebounds, nine assists, two steals. Went fourteen of twenty two from the field. Went two or three from deep, which is oh. good. You you take. You know, two, three-pointers from DeMar there. He's usually the mid-range specialist. Yeah, mid-range master. Spanning his range. Looked super, super comfortable. Once again, as we saw in instances last season, mm. being that number one guy, you know, when they feed him, when he's the offensive focal point, mm. oh, he's something He's something special. And I don't think in his career he's probably got his just desserts. Yeah. Um, it's a sh- it's sad for him, you know, especially as after, he's le- after he left Toronto. Mm. Brought in Kawhi, the uh, you know the hitman there, um, and they win the title. You know, kind of all the good work he put in. Um, I, I I love seeing him do well, and I think if for the Bulls, early early shout here, if they look to go this route, play even when Levine comes back, Demar's the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last season what they were doing in the clutch, he was second to none. He was in the MVP talk. He yeah, was, I yeah. remember. If he can play somewhat reminiscent to that this season, the Bulls can somehow eke towards 50 wins. Maybe not top one, mm-hmm. two, three, but top five. Yeah, I can see there. a spot yeah. for DeRozan in the MVP conversation because his display the other night was just breathtaking. Oh, it was unbelievable. And that's, so that's, the, that's the role that he needs to play to be at his most effective, isn't it? And especially that in the day and age. Role. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Especially in the day and age where three ball, the three ball runs rampant. Seeing a guy who just is not, not evolved his game too much, but just sticks to his bread and butter. For I, sure. I love it. I think he's up there probably in the, definitely in the top 10 of the most reliable players in the game. He might not be top 10 in terms of skill level and overall. But in terms of knowing what you're going to get from him on an on any given night, he's just Ooh. a 20-plus a night guy. Without, and he does it really quietly as well. He does. Like yeah. he's, a, he's a subtle scorer. Like you'll yeah. be watching the game, you'll see the you know box score come up at the end of the night and he's already had 27. And well, it's as just I like, said yeah. in that one, was it 37? Yeah, yeah, 37, yeah. 37. Well, I had a, I had a feeling after his amazing season last year, you know, hitting hitting like three point uh, buzzer beaters like three times. Mm. I thought, come on, come on, guys, he's going to slow down this year. He's getting on. He's aging. Um, but in this first game, I couldn't have been proved more wrong because he's just been brilliant. Absolutely, yes. Lee, you're a. Uh, your prisoner of war. That's my what God. POW normally is, isn't it? POW, my prisoner of war. <laughs> prisoner of war. Oh, Who you got? I got BI this week, Brandon oh. Ingram. Oh. You could have probably right. gone down the oh. Zion Williams. Uh, Williams BI, what? what? Yeah. No, I've gone BI. Yeah, right on. I think he led that Pelicans team to that 103 to 108 road win over the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> mm. uh, shot 28 on 10 of 17. Uh, he got seven rebounds and five assists. 
look, I'm going to say this guy looked more like Kevin Durant than Kevin Durant did that night because he was getting tough shots. He was getting to his spot. He was getting buckets. He was effective on the other side of the floor as well. And he did this all while he looked like a homeless man with his head. Oh, <laughs> he needs to shave that afro off. It's no, got to go. It's got to go. No, it's got to go. No, I don't think it does because I think he's, he's embracing it and it's adding to his game. It's He's going, look, I don't care. I don't care. I have no issues whatsoever. I don't care what I look like. And it's actually have a little bit of personal, a bit of a bit of self. No, you can't be worried about what your hair looks like mid NBA game. Come on. No, I I like it. What's he doing in the days leading? He's had a whole couple of months, a whole off season. Hit the barbershop. No, he's been training. He's not short of a quid. I'd lend him a twenty if he needed it. (laughs) God, they look good too, though, New Orleans. So he didn't touch on them really. No, I was about to ask, particularly in this game against the Nets. So was it New Orleans who looked great, or was it the Nets who looked? Pretty ordinary. Because... First line in my notes on this game: mm. the net did the nets just look bad, or was it? The yeah, Pelicans? I had yeah. similar notes here as well. Yeah, so Pelicans I... looked amazing. Is what did I they? Say. I think yeah. it was a bit of both. I to think be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, I really like. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from the Pelicans because no. at the end of the day, like, I think you were saying, weren't you, Nick? Like at their absolute best, they could be, you know, up in the one, two, three, maybe yeah. four spot in in, in the West. Yep. But um, yeah, on the other side of things, the Nets looked. Absolutely shocking. Ben Simmons, what do we say about Here we his go. First ben Simmons, four points, five <laughs> rebounds, five assists. Took he, he fouled out in 23 minutes. Mm. Um and he he had he took three shots. Didn't look great. Now I said the other week, and it's funny, I was talking to a, a bloke at work the other day and I said, Okay, this this is good. KD, Kyrie, all these other offensive minded people, Simmons mm. shouldn't have to do really much to anything on the offensive end. Granted, you've got to take more than three shots. Yeah. Like I, I don't I'm not don't want you to be a 30-point scorer, but actually look aggressive and want to yeah. be an option on that end. Three shots for a guy who's as talented as he is. Like he's a super, super talented guy. His ability to get in the lane, he should be doing more. He's still devoid of all confidence when it comes to taking any t- type of shots. And, you know, once he, his jump shot has never been there, but he, he particularly at his, in his prime with Philadelphia, he would drive the lane and well, he was really... Stretch it out mm, as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But as I was mentioning to you, I think yesterday, Nick, like all he was doing was running at past half court. And as soon as he got past half court, he had either KD coming around one side or he had Kyrie coming around the other side and just dishing it off. And it almost became too predictable because yeah. you knew that, yes, it's good seeing the ball in his hands, but if you're going to dish it off as soon as you hit half court, then the you're point. not really providing much for the for the starting squad, are you? Haslam could do that. Well, you don't need Ben Simmons. Probably to do could. That. And a lot cheaper as well. He's yeah. not a threat right now yeah. at all. You're not scared of him. I'm not scared of him. KD yeah. had 32 points, but outside of that, like Paddy Mills, 16, Kyrie had 15. Claxton had 13 and looked solid. Really liked Claxton. Looked really solid. He's having a good year. Shaved the locks, he did. I didn't recognise him. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, who's this guy? But they, they, I, again, it's one game, but it was troubling signs. And I know Mm. they're still waiting on TJ Warren, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, those shooters to come back into the squad. But if you're a Nets fan out there, you would have to be worried by what you saw. Especially at home, too. That was ugly. I'll tell you what I did like. I liked how Steve Nash, even despite them being down by 2030 in the fourth, he mm-hmm. kept all the starters on just to give them a bit 
this is this is really the first time they're all playing together. Bless you, as as a union, as one. Um, so I did like how he kept kept KD, Kyrie, how, Simmons couldn't stand the floor because he's fouled out. But. How good did Zion look? Twenty five points, nine rebounds, three assists, four steals, fifty percent from the field. He is back. He's back, and he again. We're talking about guys who score easy. Tell you what. If he if he wanted to, he could score probably thirty five points a game. Well, they were doing something throughout the game where they were just chucking it to him in the post, more or less. He'd do one or two pushbacks, and he was already at the rim. And yeah. at that point, it was just a matter of doing a little finger little roll, left hand layup, yeah. finger roll so, type operator, and that was it. I think you're I think you're on the money though. If he wanted to, he could be a thirty point a night guy. Um, but it just so happens that they've got other very capable scorers on that team. You know what interests me on a like a defensive point of things. Mm-hmm. So I saw a comparison the other day. Jar does it as well. He's just very one-handed dominant. Yeah. The difference mm-hmm. with Jar is he's he's like shifty. Like yeah. he'll he'll start from outside the key, drive in. Yep. And he's shifty. Zion will back him down. Like you know what's coming. He's gonna go to that left hand. Surely after the first couple as a coach, as a defensive coach, even as players, you should know what he's doing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, try, and, try and shift him onto the right side. Doesn't help. He's too big. Why but, do you think Ben Simmons got fouled out? But try and make him do something else because it's just easy money every time he gets there. Yeah, he's oh, too strong. Crazy. He's too beefy. Uh, even though he has slimmed, slimmed down, down, he's still... He? he looks great. Yeah, he looks I'd be great. even more scared of him now knowing that, like, okay, he's, he was a little bit porky before. He's just a ball of muscle. Have we ever seen a guy with a physique such as Zion Williamson? We've obviously seen oh, very Here we go. We got, we got back to the Zion Wembenyama talk from last <laughs> week now. Here we go. I don't think we've ever seen a guy who's just one big, pure ball of muscle like Zion Williamson. Like We've seen blokes like Shaq, but Shaq was a bit more – he had a lot of weight, but I don't know if it – He's just big bone, you know, muscle. But Zion's built like nothing I've ever seen before. Big baby, big baby Davis. <laughs> big baby. That wasn't much muscle. Though. Yeah, no. that was not much muscle. It was a whole lot of cheeseburgers. A few more rolls. Tell you what, the, we, um, can use the, we can use a ring light about now. She's getting dark in the uh, operational facility. So what we'll do then, lads, to wrap up, any more quick points that you've taken away from the last couple of days there? Um, I might start. Yep. With one of the the biggest shocks, I think. I think. Yeah. The Utah Jazz mm-hmm. beating the Denver Nuggets 123 to 102. Um, to be honest, it looked like it was going to be more. They had a bit mm. of a, a third quarter rally, the Nuggets, but um, they just got blown out. And I want to tie this in with the. Did you guys see the uh, the video? Colin Sexton just kind of. It was like a bull. He was like kind of um, swiping his foot on yeah. the ground. He was standing there. And just attacked Jokic. That's right. He just yeah. stood there for like four or five seconds. Normally they're bouncing it, moving around, like to, to waste the time, waste the clock. Yeah. He he was just standing there and then just exploded right at Jokic. Did he actually do the bull thing? Yeah. yeah. No way. No, he did. That. It was sick. It was sick. And just <laughs> what do you on... mean? Did Jokic have the bowl? What? No, no, so no. Sexton was holding the bowl oh, and just okay. like kind of like paced his foot. <laughs> And just I think you'll love to see that if you're the Utah oh. Jazz, though, because they're going. They're probably going to go into most games this season as underdogs. And I love the fact that Colin Sexton's come out game one against you know multi-time MVP, MVP and just said, "I'm not scared of you," and went right at him and finished. So, yeah. So it's... that that's my point, though. For this what I've noticed so far mm. across the first couple of days. There's not going to be any sure m- things many apart from probably the Spurs. There's not going to be many real bad teams. Mm, yeah. If you're fans out there of the Jazz, the Rockets, the, the Pacers the other day, 
the Pistons, Magic, etc., etc. Okay, see, there's something to like. Mm. If you're a Spurs fan, well, tough luck. There's not much. <laughs> but enjoy Kelvin Johnson. Kelvin Johnson. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not bloody excited as a Hornets fan. That's this is my takeaway. Yeah, we got that win over the Spurs. Great, but from there, we're the, we're the we're the worst team trying. Doesn't we matter. Are. Yeah, true. And that's the worst you can be. I'd rather Gee, be you won by like twenty five points, didn't you? Man's not happy. <laughs> I don't care at all. No, no, thirty wins at most. But yeah, we need to shift something up because I don't like what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like what he's seen from a 25, 30 point. Oh, win. I don't care. He doesn't the bottom like dwellers against uh, me. Yeah. Not happy. Not but happy. It, but all the teams, there's something to like though, isn't there? That was exciting. Mm. The Rockets were real plucky against the Hawks there. Again, those young players. Um, so for me, that's kind of my takeaway. I'm really excited for pretty much most of the teams. Yet the the Spurs and you, you are right, Lee. Probably the Hornets. I've got not a lot of hope for. No, um, I had them very low. So I'd rather them tank for Victor mm. than, than just Absolutely. try. Absolutely. Like, I think every team who has no realistic chance of winning the championship should probably do that. Yes. I, I'm starting to throw in the towel for the Lakers. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw an ESPN video that said. Lakers tank for Victor, which they could, but like they're not going. Wimby they don't, they don't have any draft picks, do they? Though none of their own. I don't think so. No, because I think actually I think I saw something that would go to the Pelicans. Mm. So yeah, there's no point tanking. No, um, no but, light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, it's a very dark tunnel. It's becoming it's a very, our studio. It, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, where are we real thing. quickly here? It's going to become a horror pod in a sec. Get your, t- get your torches out. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the way you were going off at the Hornets, like, blood could be spilled. Mm. Bellas, anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, just a really quick one, but um, Absolutely. I think that Trey Young, DeJounte Murray duo is going to work this season. I know it's only been one game, but I'll tell you what, they didn't take anything away from each other. No. Like I think they both they were, got a double double. Both getting double doubles. Yep. They both look like they will be, you know, at home facilitating. And I just think it's really positive because there was I think there was still a little bit of a question mark about how that was going to work, given the fact that there's such similar players. Mm. But I think that could work really well. Um I I was yeah, really happy with how that panned out. I think it looked good for them that they had a bit of time where their minutes were staggered. Mm. They always had that that Real high-level facilitator on the court at one yep. time. So, um, yeah, they're going to be a fun watch as well. It's a luxury. Lee, anything else you want to get off your chest, mate, or you've no, kind of vented there? And... I said my Hornets piece, and now I'm done. You're done. Yeah. Well, fellas, we might wrap it up there before we get uh, thrown <laughs> into absolute darkness. But I tell you what, some week it's been, some mm. couple of days. Uh, by this time next week when we're doing our next show, we'll have another a full week of NBA action under our belts. Guys, we hope you've enjoyed the start of the season as much as we have. Got to say, got to say, I was um, at home just watching the basketball. I was watching one of the games. And I just started, cl- I was like, yes. I just started <laughs> clapping and Aisha was like, what, what? Like basketball's back. Basketball's back. It's what back. game was it? Was it a good game? I think it was the Nets one. I was just happy to watch them bowl. Just, ha- just happy. It, you, it you improves, see, my, improves me. That's why we do it, isn't it? We love it. We love it. And if you love the content as much as we do, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials to get all the latest news when it breaks. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. Yep. As well, if you're an NBL fan out there, guys, big show coming next Monday. I'll be dropping that one, doing my power rankings a couple of weeks into the season. So Mm -hmm. um, certainly looking forward to seeing how that plays out. A couple of games over the weekend that might... uh, Throw my current uh, rankings into disarray, but uh, certainly looking forward to bringing that one to you guys on Monday night. Very good. Guys, without further ado, let's wrap it up there. 
Roy, oh, I've done, pointed the fingers the wrong way. Oh, I've had a shot. Lee, Roy, and myself. We hope you enjoy the next week of basketball. We can't wait to bring all the action to you next week.